and this evening, as we come thinking about Jesus' birth and uh, Christmas time, I think almost all our homes have some sort of uh, device that shows us what's going on in the world, uh, TV, Internet, whatever. And there's lots of Christmas movies on right now. I'm not going to tell you how many I've seen. I've seen too many over my time. But there's lots of them that have different distorted views of Christmas. Some of them, it says it's all about family. And I love being with my family, but Christmas isn't just about that. It, it talks about uh, it's a time of miracles. And truly what we heard sung this evening and what we know from the Word of God was a miracle. But they're not referring to those miracles. They're referring to snowing in L.A. or something of that nature. All right, And, and it refers to being nice and kind and helpful and compassionate. I don't know about your parents, but my parents taught me to be that all year round, not just at Christmas. What is Christmas all about? Now, I understand uh, that you know commercialism and things have taken over in a lot of ways, but that doesn't mean that we can't remember the Lord's birth. Amen? And why He came. So, in Luke chapter 2, verse number 1, it came to pass in those days that it went out a degree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea and the city of David, because he was out of the house and lineage of David, <clears throat> to be taxed with Mary as his spouse wife, being great with child. The first thing I see about Christmas, it's about obedience. About obedience. Joseph and Mary were doing exactly what they were told to do. They were obeying the government of the day. They told them to be taxed. And they had to walk to be taxed. Uh, obedience seems to be a dying trait in our world today. Being obedient to the laws of the land or whatever the case might be. And, and we see here that it was this obedience was not easy. I know there's some ladies in our church this evening who are with child. I don't know if you would like to walk three or four days to be taxed. You know that would be taxing, no pun intended. It, it was hard, but they did it anyway. I thought of the Lord, our Savior. He was obedient too, you know. He came to this earth. Born in such a humble place as we have seen vividly illustrated. He came to die for us. To provide salvation, he was obedient. That's a that's a part of Christmas is obedience. We see as well down verse number ten, and the, the angel said unto them, "Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you, and you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts." Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known the broad saying that was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Another reason for Christmas is worship. 
worship the Savior. The shepherds were tending their sheep, uh, their sheep that night, as we saw in the illustration of the picture on the wall there. They were just there, and all of a sudden the angels appeared. And they, that morning when they got up, they thought this would just be a regular another day, another evening in the fields with the sheep. Then they heard and saw something they would never forget. They were told of the arrival of the Savior. The Savior. Now, these individuals were not kings or princes or men of great stature. These were lowly individuals. The shepherds were considered outcasts of society. They, they, they weren't trendsetters, I assure you of that. They were just humble men doing a humble job. But after the events of that evening, they had found the Savior, hadn't they? They found Him. And they worshipped the best they knew how. And I love that verse in verse number 15 that when they found out and came to pass, they made haste. In verse 16, they, they, they didn't stick around and wonder and form a committee and say, should we go? No, they kind of ran to the city to find out what was happening. No delay. We have to worship. We have to find the Savior. They found the babe. And they worshipped Him. And I believe they were changed by this event. The reason why I say that is because when you meet Jesus, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're changed. You're not the same anymore. You're changed from the inside out. That's why I believe these men left changed. And, and I can almost see these, uh, you know, these outcasts of society and such going through the city or town of Bethlehem declaring and seeing the Savior. As they went, we worship the babe. We worship the Savior who has come for all men. I skipped over verse 6. Let's go back there. Verse number 6. And it was, it was so that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. You think about how our Savior, the newborn babe, arrived. Just to think of the humble arrival of the Savior. I think all of us have seen newborn babes. They're... They bring a smile to your face, even those are the most grumpiest kind of people. That little Google goggle, whatever it is, just brings a smile to your face. And here was the Son of God. Perfect, but in a very humble place. The arrival of the Savior of this world, as our narrative said, you know, not surrounded by armies, not in a wonderful palace, but in Such a lowly place. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He had arrived. Folks, let me encourage you to make sure that the Lord has arrived in your life today. That's the new beginning that was being referred to as the choir and everyone sang. New birth. Jesus Christ. That new beginning. Accept Him as Savior. He changes everything. Nothing stays the same. You move forward. Once you accept Him, you'll desire to worship Him. You'll desire Him. 
Just as those shepherds came and worshipped, so should we. Because we've been changed, or we would be changed if we accept Jesus Christ. Our goals are changed. Our life is changed. And the world would like to think you think that it changed for the worse, my friend. It changes for the better. There's no life like it. There's no place like having Jesus Christ in your heart and life. If we just obey. Just obey what He tells us. Now, Christmas is coming two weeks. We're almost there. The little ones are getting excited, right? Making sure their list has been given to mom and dad. Even wanting to see if there's any ticks next to their favorite toy. Maybe some of the older ones want that nice sweater or whatever it is. Let me tell you, the greatest gift of Christmas is Jesus Christ. He's the greatest gift. You know, gifts that we get on Christmas morning, they're exciting that morning. Maybe even Boxing Day, but you know, usually by New Year's, they're kind of faded away. I know in my home, sometimes the, the Lego set quickly gets smashed by accident as someone steps on the creation. I'm telling you right now, Jesus never grows old. He stays with you every day of the year, every day of the rest of your life. Jesus is the true reason for the season. My question to you is, do you know Him? Do you know Him? That the gift of salvation does not come with, you know, 12 stats or you make a deposit. No, it's pretty simple. You understand that you're a sinner. That you've made error. The Bible says none of us are, are, are perfect. We all have sin come short of the glory of God. And because of that, the Bible says that we're eternally separated from God upon taking our final breath in this life, in this world. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, we turn from our sin. We, we take our faith and trust and place it in Him. We repent. We turn from our sin and trust in Jesus. It's that simple. You don't need to have 14 lessons to become a Christian. You just need to accept Jesus Christ. Folks, He'll change your life. And as Christians... This evening, I hope that you will worship Him. You will adore Him at this Christmas season and every day of the year. Just not this season. Now, in a moment, we're going to sing a song and we'll be departing. We'll be blessed by what the choir has done. And I hope the Word of God has encouraged your heart. But don't put Jesus on the back burner this Christmas. Don't allow the world to push Him out. No, listen to that still, small voice. Follow what He lays on your heart. Don't push away that urge for Him. Accept Him. He desires you. He loves you. But we heard some this evening, He did all that because He loves you. What a great gift. What a great Savior. Will you have Him as your Savior? Thank you.